Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and um, happy St. Paddy's Day. Um, we uh, came a little uh, in theme today. Um, today on the show, uh, I have my really, really good friend um, who is a visual artist, a graphic designer, um, really an artist in many kind of forms, um, but they're here today to sit down and sip some vodka crayon with me. Uh, we've got Salem Katzman. Thanks for having me. Of course. My, you look stunning. Thank you. As Thanks always. for matching me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It. <laughs> hey, it was, it was uh, their idea. Um, and I had to make it a point. Yeah, I haven't even like worn this shirt in like a year, damn near since the last shuffle. Yeah, glad you got to use it. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, really just a sleep shirt at this point. But. It's a good green though. Like I don't have any greens that are that Kelly green. They're all like weird variations of yeah. green. So. Do you get like? Do you kind of try to um, adapt your like green clothing based on like your hair as well? Kind of. I mean, a lot of people ask me that, but I do three shades of green in my hair. So I kind of have it varied and that gives me more leisure to be able to experiment with different greens. And I, I'm not super anal about wanting a specific kind of green. It's mm -hmm. also very hard to find green clothing yeah. more than any other color. Like you'd be really surprised. So yeah, yeah. I take what I can get right. basically. Yeah. What's right. like your favorite green? Mm, probably probably like mint or like a pastel green, like a seafoam green, or nice. maybe, um, aquamarine. Yeah. Kinda. I love aquamarine. Um, maybe more of like a sea green, like maybe more like this value, but like a little bit more bluish. I don't know. It's yeah, hard it to explain. Well, yeah. it all works. So, you know, Thank I've, I've you. always loved what you do. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how about we, uh, pour some drinks and yes. we'll, uh, get down to business. I'm ready. It'll yeah. help with that uh, last night. Yeah, right. So speaking <laughs> of last night, uh, shout out uh, the Cream City Beat Battle uh, Company Brewing. Um, it was a blast of a night. Really amazing, talented producers that came out and showcased what they do. Right. Um, it was definitely fierce. Like a lot of those uh, competitions were pretty close. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What did you uh, like take away from the experience? Well, I will say. Because I have to review everything authentically. Of course. It was too packed. Yeah. Now, I don't blame people because it was a great show. People want to come, but I would say for something like that, you need a different, you need a different venue. Yeah. Something that can house more people. Um, I feel like Mad Planet would have been like an ideal... You think so? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, Mad Planet has like a dance right. floor and right. like... It's very open. Yeah. There's not barriers right. in a way. Yeah. But, and I mean like... I know, I think that company definitely caters to more of those unique uh, formatted shows. Right, so right. I think that like the idea was right for a company, but it just got so packed. Right. I, it was very packed and it got very hot very quickly. And, yes. You know, all those annoying little factors, but overall, really good. I mean, the sound was great and the actual performances were and just just the way they set everything up was pretty seamless given all the people given you know the fact that they it was their first time <coughs> doing it i thought yeah. it ran pretty smoothly for for everything going yeah on. definitely so. austin mankey shout out um yeah. he did a great job i'm actually uh having him on the show on tuesday oh are you yeah. i didn't know that yeah well he's like heading out to la so i had to get him mm. fast mm -hmm. um, but okay can we talk about like 
This should kind of taste like like some like coffee. I got diet. I got diet. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Shattered ocean spray. <laughs> I got diet because I was looking at the sugar content in the like regular ones, and it was like so high. Mm. And I've been eating so bad lately, yeah. so shitty. Like I can't even lie, and I'm just like I don't want to take in that much sugar and. I, I, it's okay. I, it's We're still, trying to be healthy. Right, yeah. We're, right, we're trying yeah. to be, you know, like, low budget, but still, like, uh... Always low budget. Right, but still, you know, looking out for, uh, our, uh, intake. So oh, yeah. I, Always. No, it, it, I mean, it tastes fine. It just tastes like coffee medicine or something. Yeah. But, um, Keep you on your toes. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, um... So, Salem... You, uh, you know why we're here. Uh, we're here to talk about love and fear. Um, right. Something that you and I, like, since we became friends in the last year, like, really started talking about that from the get-go. Right. About how, you know, like, it's, it's almost, it's terrifying to put yourself out there and, like, mm -hmm. it, you, like, I feel like you and I are both people that always feel like, you know, we're, like on people's radar or like that we right. feel like we're always being watched and that like that can yeah. be really terrifying <laughs> it's it's very true it um and that goes for anybody that i i try to not use the term public figure but it is true that you you do become a public figure in in one way or another whether you're an artist or whether you do modeling or you sing or whatever when people are able to look at you from a removed standpoint, uh, predominantly online, or maybe, you know, how it used to be before social media, before the internet, it was on TV, and that creates a sort of spectacle mm -hmm. of somebody. Um, because I've had people, even today, when I was at Walgreens, getting this lovely diet cranberry. Shout out to the Brady Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. Not a good uh, place to go on St. Patrick's Day, nope. I will say that. <laughs> but... Nope. Um, Someone, the person at the register was like, oh, are you this and this person? I've seen you on Facebook. I always see you pop up. And it always, I appreciate it because people are generally pretty kind. But it does make me feel a little bit weird as if people have already made up their assumptions yeah. and judgments of me. And now they're just meeting me. Um, right. It's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know how to always like react to it. But generally people are pretty nice. Right, yeah. 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 It's... It's easier to to um, kind of like identify like the the criticisms or like the critiques like people have about you, like as opposed to like all the people that you know have a good impression of you. Right. But it's like we get like usually that like the critiques are just a couple like it's a much more minuscule like percentage of people that like see you on social media that are like right. judging you, but. But, like, it's, like, it's so much easier to, like, focus on that and give meaning right. to that rather than, like, all the other people that just appreciate you for who you are. Right. And that's, I like to believe that, you know, that, that most people that you meet, especially in, like, the sense of, like, a creative community, mm -hmm. most people, you know, look for the best in you. Yeah, and, but, so. but it's still, like, easy to convince yourself that, that they're not and that like they the the whole like world is you know they're they're trying to like you know flush you out mm -hmm. um definitely feel that but yeah it can be <laughs> well it, it's i always and i still to this day do this and i 
it's maybe not necessarily a good thing, but I always assume that people more or less hate me before they get to know me. Um, obviously, I'm very aware of how I look and me being non-binary and me being pansexual and falling into certain minorities um, and looking a certain way. People tend to definitely have their preconceived notions or they just don't like you. I mean, people have all, I've heard everything there is to right. hear, both good and bad. Um, and I always err on the side of caution and I, I just, I try to be, you know, genuinely authentic when I meet people and, and let people decide for themselves. It doesn't offend me if somebody yeah. doesn't like me. Yeah. I'm not exactly, um, not used to that, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think you're pretty well, always have. That's why I like slid into your DMs and was like, "Hey, yeah, you should." Yeah, want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about uh, how Salem and I met. <laughs> right. uh, I slid into Salem's DMs last summer strictly because I just thought you were like a really. You were, I I dug your aesthetic a lot. I thought right. that you you seemed like a very pleasant person that was very artistic, very like you know you you owned your image, mm -hmm. you know that you don't really like give a fuck what other people think, like, in terms of, like, how you present yourself. Right, which I appreciate. Yeah, and I wanted to, I just really, like, wanted to be friends with you, um, so we got coffee at the roast. Yeah, um, like, he wasn't creepy at all, I mean. Which is something that I, like, have to, it's, like, that's something to be very, um, cognizant of is to do it in a way where it's like I'm not coming off as weird or like creepy or anything it's yeah. like that's a, like the worst thing <laughs> that like I could like that's the worst thing to me if like someone thought of that like that I was being some kind right. of like creep but for me it's like if I find someone interesting I like just want to be friends with you and, yeah like, and I, I think a lot of people feel that way and they yeah. don't know how to go about it because they're scared of they, being yeah weird. they get apprehensive right. and and that given like there is a context for it that mm -hmm. like it'd be weird if like say I like DM'd you at like one in the morning and said right. like hey like you're pretty like that would like that would quickly put my motives into question but it's like Otherwise, it was like at two p.m. on a Tuesday, right, yeah, so yeah. it was, it was <laughs> okay. Hey, I hey, I uh, I played my cards. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, then we just started hitting shows. Uh, we went to Trinity. Yeah. Well, I came with you to um, high five right here. Yeah. Networking event a while ago. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you both. Yeah. Now I remember that was like the first time I'd seen you in a while. Um, that was at, yeah. uh, shout out to DJ Ken's. Yes. Um, that was his, uh, release party. But, but then we've, like, some would become of, like, concert buddies. Um, yeah. which I, like, have a couple friends that I would, like, fall, that would fall into that category as right. well. But, um, I know that you, uh, give me shit when I don't hit you up about shows. So, He I, lets me know, like, the day of, and he's like, hey, in, like, four hours, do you want to, like, do this whole thing? Because I commute a lot, and so... Which isn't a problem. I love driving, and I'm yeah. constantly in Shout Milwaukee. Shout out Greenfield. <laughs> constantly in Milwaukee for work and for school. Um, and right now, that's just the best living situation for me. I mean, I had lived down here previously, and I've been kind of around here and there. But, um, you know, just for me right now, until I graduate, that's what's in my best interest. And the 20-minute back and forth isn't bad. It gives me... A way to um, 
relax Refle and yeah, think. Reflect. Yeah, driving's very therapeutic for me, but the risky drivers um, are not. And there's quite <laughs> right. a few. I mean, you gotta really be on your toes. Uh, yeah. My first sort of accident was down here on my way to school at a final. Someone rear-ended me and totaled my car upon impact and then drove off and I was like Yikes. stuck in the intersection. Jeez. Yeah, I, senior year of high school, I got in a car accident. Um, Did you? I my friend, that. Oh yeah, my friend was, well, yeah, my like best friend was driving. We were actually on our way back from Home Depot, oh, uh, wow. getting our Halloween costumes. And um, we were driving through an intersection and like we were going through a yellow light. And uh, this, this guy in like the oncoming lane was turning left. And, like, we, like, sped up to, like, you know, get to beat the light, but then he, like, was also late into the light and oh, yeah. started turning, and then my buddy, like, had to, like, swerve out of the way, and, like, we almost got T-boned. Oh, my God. Um, but luckily, like, because, like, because we braked, like, pretty quickly, like, the impact wasn't nearly as bad, so, like... It was on his side? It was on his yeah. side, yeah. But... Um, like, neither of us were injured, uh, Thank God. And the, yeah, like, his, his car was, was wrecked, but, right. um, but, like, it's like, I wasn't, like, physically injured, but I was, like, psychologically, like, dented from that. It, it, you do develop, like, an, an aversion to... PTSD, yeah. absolutely. Um, I've had it, I mean, I'm very open about mental illness and things like that. I have PTSD from stuff in my childhood unrelated to... Uh, like physical impact situations yeah. like getting um, like bombed or like blown up or something to that effect right. um, but after in my car accident um, I had to go through pretty rigorous physical therapy and mental therapy um, because you don't forget the sound and the emotions of what happened mm -hmm. um, like I was stopped and I was hit um, at almost 50 miles an hour stopped oh my god and it was by, and I was in a four-door, and this person was in, like, a big, uh, like, Mercury Mountaineer something to that effect. Um, so, sitting over my car mm -hmm. already, and they're coming full-fledged full on the, the street. And this was off of Farwell and Locust, a place where you should not be going. Oh, shit. I used to live, I actually lived on that corner. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Duplex. <laughs> Great parties, man. But that, that was a... Bad way to, uh, sh no. there's a bad no. context to shout out where, but, but I, I know exactly like what you're talking about. Yeah. Like it is a really thin street over there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not a street you should be speeding on by any means. No. And I mean, he obviously was not paying attention whatsoever, like yeah. at all. Um, but it, I just remember the, the crash so vividly. I mean, just so vividly. And then after the actual impact, um, like I had to go to the ER and everything because I whiplash so bad from being thrust forward at that force. And, um, I just remember it was such a great force and it happened so quick that the last thing I remember is seeing this guy so close to me for like two blocks prior. And I, I felt weird about it, but before I knew it, that's when it happened. And I didn't even know what happened. Like you go into a state of shock where your, your body does it in order to protect yourself from trauma. So, like, I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember the initial um, impact, and I remember my glasses flying off. Everything that I had, everything on my dash, everything just literally flew off, like, time stood yeah. still. It was just fucking crazy. Like, you can't... I never realized how scary car accidents are until oh, I got yeah. in it. Totally. I, yeah, I, um, I believe it. Um, 
And it's crazy how trauma really just ingrains, like, it just kind of, like, gets ingrained in your mind, like, right. always, pretty much. And, I mean, there are, there are therapies that help you with coping and addressing it right. and bringing things back to the surface. They do that with, like, exposure therapy. Right, yeah. But, yeah, like, trauma will make you just afraid of something, like, for the rest of your life, pretty much. Like, especially if it happens in those crucial, um, like, conditioning years when you're yeah. a kid. And it's a defense mechanism oh, yeah. to protect yourself. It right. Makes sense. Like, cause, like, when I was little, I was, like, terrified of severe weather. Like, really? I was, like, absolutely, like, petrified of, like, tornadoes and, like, storms and stuff. I don't know. I don't know why like what initially like really petrified me about that stuff but right. it's like every any time like it would start you know like storming when I was at school or like when we were like under like a tornado watch or something like that I would like just get absolutely I would freak out and I mean I'm not like I'm obviously like you know you outgrow it and like I'm not afraid on the surface of like severe weather or anything like mm-hmm. that like now but i still get dreams about it a lot really i still get dreams where i'm like in this like apocalyptic like severe weather like shit going on Mm -hmm. that is like i don't know like i I, it still manifests in my dreams a lot and that shows that like how trauma can like or just your fears as as a kid can still like really um like they can really just kind of be dormant in, like, the, yeah. the background. Repressed. Yeah, the repression. Mm-hmm. Um, they affect your character, though. They definitely yeah. shape your character for better yeah. and for worse. You get, you get avoidant. Um, right. You definitely get avoidant of some mm-hmm. things. Bringing this, luring this into um, your more, like, artistic edge, mm-hmm. um, where did you start finding yourself start kind of, um, start using a lot of your like your character and like you know experiences that you've had that have affected your life a lot where did you find like kind of where did you start finding that um being able to channel that into like an artistic way well I always um from a very young age I mean like toddler onwards I I initially started with traditional arts um predominantly illustration um I you know I've done painting oil painting sculpture um Acrylics. I love to use like mediums, various mediums. I like to use trash and weird objects, thrifting, going to garage sales, finding weird things to incorporate in my art. Um, and then I moved more into um, digital art as well when I started college at UWM. Um, and I do film and photo uh, on the side, which I have been for a long time, but more on a serious, semi-professional level. Um, but it's hard to juggle all that when you're in school as well. Yeah. Um, but as far as, I think, um, when I came out, when I was around, when I started having severe issues with, um, depression, anxiety, trauma, and then eventually, um, coming out both sexuality-wise and gender identity-wise, um, that all, they all work very well together, (laughs) I'll say that. Um, but the depression and anxiety definitely came first, and that started from a young age. I didn't really know what was happening, um, but it was severe. I mean, I had journals of, of really traumatic writings to the point where when I found them a few years later, these were written maybe 10, 11, 12, 
and I found them a few years later, they were so hard for me to read, and just so, just, just so much that I actually burned it, because I, I didn't want anyone to, number one, find it, and, like, feel bad for me, or think differently of me, and I couldn't stand to, like, revisit those things, mm -hmm. um, I love writing, and I've, I've continued to write throughout the years, but that specific journal, I just fill it to the fucking brim, mm -hmm. Um, and so I started channeling that into my art, I would say, after I came out, when I was more, when I could in a safe way. I wasn't safe when I was younger when I came out. There were a lot of things where I was quite, um, in danger both physically and, um, mentally, emotionally. Uh, and I started doing a lot of drawings involving, um, self-harm, gender identity, and sexuality-based um, stuff where I would do a lot of like mixing of gender norms, I would do depictions of people dealing with self-harm, but I would also mix like fantasy in with it because yeah. I love a good aesthetic, so yeah. I would always, and a lot of those um, pieces are destroyed now for various reasons, but I still have some. Um, but it was just a way for me to express and validate what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very open about that. I think you have to be. It's a very, like, touchy subject, and it's a lot. It's a lot. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but you have to. And I've, I've worked more on that as I've, as I've progressed through my artistic journey. Um, I do a lot in, like, photo and video now. Predominantly on my Instagram is more fashion-based, aesthetics-based, because I really enjoy that. I've always been into fashion. And sewing and like alterations and makeup and mixing different mediums within that I really enjoy that and it's easiest to manipulate yourself as your own subject that's why I don't have a lot of other people um, because I find it easier I'm so particular with what I want to do I can manipulate myself the easiest versus mm -hmm. somebody else yeah. um, and I'm always on time for my own shoot so I don't have to worry about that either yeah. um, but as far as like traditional arts yeah I've done a lot of paintings and subject matter that confronts topics people don't want to talk about. I just did something in school where I did paper making and I did drawings within each of, I don't know, maybe you saw those. And it was a lot of um, figure drawing involving mixings of very stereotypical gender norms like yeah. high heels and like body hair and stuff like that because I'm somebody that loves to get glammed up but I also don't shave. So, like, that's, like, something that's very hard for people to, like, wrap their heads around, and they're not comfortable with it still in this day and age, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, and so I want to confront that, and it, it, people need to realize that it really is a social construct. It doesn't mean anything. It, I, like, a genuine, it's not a tangible thing. It's not a real thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's not a real thing. Yeah. Like, uh, referring to gender norms. Yeah. 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 It, being like, well, only... Women can look full-figured, and women can only do glitter and heels and all I mean, it goes on and on yeah. and on, but the stereotypical yeah. assumptions. Well, and we've talked about this, too, like... Mm -hmm. uh, Last night. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, well, we talked about pink. Um, yeah. Like, you hate pink. I don't like pink, I've, yeah. I, and that's... Um, it probably does have something to do with um, repression of being forced into very stereotypically girly stuff when I was younger. I mean, yeah. I was, it was super forced on me. The dresses, the dolls, the everything. 
Um, and my mom will even tell you, from a young age, I was never a baby doll person. I never liked to play house. I never liked to hold a baby and pretend to feed it. I love brat dolls, though, because of the fashion, right. the glam. Like, I fucking love that. I still have them in my basement. There you go. So it's like the separation, um, it just from a very young age. Um, and so when stuff was forced on me, I started to realize, like, I had gender dysphoria with, like, my body and things that were expected of me that wasn't who I actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to experiment and play with dinosaurs, and I still to this day, like, I will buy dinosaurs. I have this massive bag in my closet of rubber dinosaurs. I absolutely love dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, I was never allowed to have, um, blocks and Legos. That was, it was always just assumed. Because they were always marketed on those Nickelodeon commercials Mm -hmm. with, like, little boys playing with them. Right, yeah. right. And I, it was always put on for me, and that's what you learn that you're supposed to like. It's not even questioned until you realize, um, like, I don't feel comfortable with this. Yeah. You and know? for one, I fuck with pink hard. Let's just, yeah, I just a lot say, of guys do. I love pink. And I, right. I, I've actually been, like, I asked for Christmas this past year um, if, um, I asked my mom, because, like, she... Usually for, like, the holidays, like, my mom likes to, like, thrift and, like, get me, like, pants. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, like, and I have, like, pretty much, like, every color pants. And, but do I was... Do you really? I oh, yeah. That. Do I have green? I do have green. Um, it's, like, an olive green. Um, but... Wow. But I wanted, like, one of the few colors I didn't have was pink. And I was like, Mom, I want one of the... I want, like, some, like, some, like, hot pink trousers or, like, khakis if you can find some. I mean, she didn't, uh, because I imagine, like, they're just really hard to find, Mm -hmm. but... And why is that? It's deliberate. Yeah. It is deliberate. Yeah. But it's, like, I fuck with pink. I also, like, purple's one of my favorite colors, too. Purple's a good, a really nice color. Yeah. But purple is also a color that was, like, always kind of, like, constructed as, like, a feminine color. Right. It's, like, I mean, you know, if that means that, like, I'm a feminine guy then by all means like i'm cool with yeah, that and it's, yeah it's, it, and i'm like the color is just a color mm-hmm. i know so many guys yeah. that love pink and i don't dislike the color pink um as far as like well i think it's associated with femininity and blah 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 um but it was just never a favorite color of mine i've always yeah. i've always had a very consecutive like color palette gold green dark gray and black. I just really like cool tones. And I think maybe I'm more sensitive to that because I am an artist and I'm very like perceptive of different tones and shades. Um, whereas some people would just be, well, that's all green. That's all blue. You know, I think it maybe has something to do with that. Um, but I think every, I mean, you have to appreciate every color. Yeah. Colors are really I love colors. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I mean, there's like, every color can be great if it's in like the right, context you know if it's being used in like a way that really brings it out or really like you know is something that you just connect with a lot aesthetically right but yeah like and even beyond colors like yeah even you know like fashion in general like i there's been i'm actually like i have plans this week some like um we have to plan a day still, but um, I'm uh, actually doing makeup with one of my friends, my oh, really? my friend, my friend Emily that uh, you know does like professional like theater makeup. Um, she's like the one I trust to like 
you know, to apply it and do it in a way that, like, you know, I am comfortable trying it with because I've never done it before. But it's, yeah. like, you know, it's, like... It's something I, I think everybody should try. Yeah, I mean, I mean dude, I, like, I've... Man, it's, like, I see dudes wearing makeup all the time. But it's, like... It you enhances everyone's features. It's weird yeah. that people think it just enhances women's features in a more feminine way but it genuinely if you take away all the biases and everything it really does enhance people's features just like if you were to take a drawing and you were to outline in a black marker you're going to outline and emphasize those features it's literally the same thing and it's the same across the board no matter what you identify as or what you look like you if you are putting on mascara your eyes are going to look better like for everybody I don't know I feel like people are just so compartmentalized and like what they they see and what they think and it's just um, it's unfortunate but I do wish I had more um, male identifying friends or at least like straight males that would let me do makeup because it's like fun and I think it's you a want to do mine sometime I would love to actually oh, let's do it. I'm not kidding I would totally yeah. love that I well let's see how this week goes first but then yeah. I'll be open to that be oh fun. we're one bottle done you drank too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only filled the first one up about that far, and then now I put a little bit more in, but... You're going to make this one a little stronger. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, no, absolutely, I agree. Um, it's just fun, and it should be considered an artistic expression rather than a way that you need to present yourself as a woman in society. I think that's where the problem comes in. Um, it was always expected that I wear makeup in order to... Um, be presentable, and that's a really, really damaging thing. Right. Um, I didn't wear makeup for a long, long, long time when I um, was out as male initially, and that's something I'm very open about talking about. Like, I, I mean, it is what it is, and um, I don't think that you should have to just choose one path and stay on that. Mm-hmm. You should be able to, like, do makeup one day and then not the other day. Um, but for just me, Just experimenting with, you know, right. your comfortability. Right. Um, and it's, like, yeah. it just makes me... I love, like, I posted on social media, like, pictures of me without makeup. Not only my story, but on my Instagram. And I love the fact that I have... I have a baby face. I always have. But I have a very, like, androgynous face without makeup. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you go back and you look on... I think I have, like, two specific posts where I'm not wearing any makeup and I love that about myself but I also love the fact that I can really play things up and do my makeup because I do I guess from being an artist I do do my makeup well I mean I know how to blend and do colors and so that's a way for me to express my art form in a different way you know I can't take my portfolio everywhere but I can put it on my face when I go up so (laughs) that's kind of nice well as long as you can wear your portfolio right Right, do my color palette. Right, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, in terms of gender roles or like norms, right? Like I never, like I really, I grew up and like never really like played sports. I like I've never been athletic. If you've ever seen me try to play a sport, it's like (laughs) the cringiest thing you'll ever see. Like there, like I tried to a couple times, and like admittedly, like. It was, you know, kind of because I felt like I had to. Right. Or, like, that I, you know... Like, I mean, I I played a little baseball when I was, like, in middle school. And I do really like baseball. But I also, it's like, I know that there's a component of it where it's, like, I want to do this to fit in. Because, like, my friends are doing it. And, like, 
Yeah. I feel like I should, like, I've never really played sports and, like, you know, what is a dude in middle school that, like, has never really played sports? Like, what the hell is he even doing? Yeah, you're bullied for it a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, and I was, like, just for, you know, and, I mean, it's middle school, like, fuck middle school, but... Yeah, that was an absolute uh, yeah, treacherous the worst. But, yeah, like, there were times where, like, you know, I had confrontations with, like, what I felt, like, was right for me to do, like, you know as a guy um because it was you know what was expected and if like i if you like you don't fall into that norm or you don't fall into that expectation then it's like you're seen as like in you're an outlier Mm -hmm. um and i like i and it's like i've always kind of been really different from a lot of like my friends growing up in the sense that like you know i just even my like behavioral tendencies, my hobbies, like, just ways I think about things, like, and it's, you know, and it's not to, you know, downgrade any of the way, like, my friends were brought up or what they're interested in, it's just, like, you know, I've just always, I feel like, I've always identified as someone who's different in a lot of ways, but, um, but I feel like a lot of that is, like, you get a lot of anxiety and depression and frustration because it's, like, this is just it's so standardized right. what is expected of you to do to like, you know, properly yeah. abide to like who you are, like, you know, as a growing up male or a female or someone who's non-binary. Right. Like, it's just so like, you're expected to abide by a number of things to, you know, to, to be accepted. Yeah, to even have friends or have people that want to talk to you or that even treat you with kindness, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my whole school experience before I pulled my own self out of school was just um, horrible. I mean, just absolutely horrible. I really can't say I was bullied and then had some, like, good friends here and there. It was just... Um, which, you know, all, it all varies on geographical location and, and your your financial status and what you wear. I mean, just everything. There are so yeah. many factors that play into it. But um, I did not have a good time um, coming out and even before then being trying to be who I was even from a young age um, and not having come out, obviously. Um, p- people and, and their parents, too, as kids. People don't accept you and people are very nasty to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it ultimately yeah. has affected me in a good way now, but um, not not when I was younger. No. Just an overall just bad experience. I can't really say anything about right. it, you know, like, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I believe it. Right. Um, and gender is definitely something that I've had a lot of, like, I've had a lot of just curiosities about gender myself, like, um... And I, I think it's something that's important to talk about, too, because, like, you know, it's something that's so misunderstood as, yeah. like, yeah. it's a spectrum. And it, because it's been so, like, socially constructed to, like, fall into this or that, it's like, you know, um, I think that a lot of, like, those gender norms, like, they contribute to, like, how you know, we, like, people feel growing up, like, not just you and me, but, like, just anybody, really. Yes. Um, but, like, especially, you know, like, 
I, I didn't even know anybody that was um, non-binary until my sophomore year of college. And when I was, like, first introduced to the concept of, like, they, them, their pronouns, like, I, I mean, it was, it's an adjustment. And that's something that's, it's something, you know, that is, you know, it should be said that, like, because of how our society has, like, you know, conditioned us to, like, know this or that, it's like, you know, it's hard to, when that's, like, how you've grown and, like, always known it as, right. like, to acknowledge somebody by they and their pronouns yeah. is, like, it, it can definitely be something that you slip up on. And, of course. Yeah, and, you know, it's something that, like, I'm sure, like, many people that, like, will still, like, even if they're mm-hmm. entirely acknowledging of its reality, like, they'll still, like, mess it up here and there. But... Absolutely. Um... Which is okay. Yeah. It's okay to do that. Um, and then, you know, you're met with the other part of the stigma, especially nowadays with more media coverage, um, especially with social media and all that. Um, you're met with more, um, even more hatred in a way where, you know, somebody is a snowflake or they want to be totally different and they're just doing it because they want to feel entitled or have a reason to be shitty to people um and there's somewhat truth on both sides and like that in and of itself is a spectrum but um you know what i'm saying this is the discussion we had last night too um i wish we could have recorded that because that was solid that was a solid fucking conversation yeah it was Um, because i mean it's 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 difficult to talk about things like gender because it is. like people get uncomfortable. Yeah, people get really uncomfortable. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, and I think that just gender is something that's very particular to just individual, like who you are. It's like however you choose to identify. It's like right. you know that's like that's being true to yourself, and like yeah. that's the most beautiful thing, like yeah. you can do. Right. Um, I for one, I think it like definitely like. <laughs> Gender needs to be taught more about in schools. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. in... I mean, it, like, there's many courses that are offered at, like, various universities about it, but, like, I'm talking, like, in health classes, like, in high school. Definitely. And shit. Like, that shit needs to be educated about, like... Definitely. Like, you know, from a much younger age, because right. me, for one, like, I had no fucking idea, like, what the yeah. difference between gender and sex was until, like, I got to college and, like... Yeah. And... That's why, like, you know, a lot of people are just... I feel like that's why a lot of people are so resistant to, like, the idea of, like, you know, the the non-binary identity um, or, like, the genderqueer, gender fluid. They like, feel like it's not backed, like it's not legitimate. Right, yeah. like, because, but that's because it's, right. like, what they've grown to understand. Right. And it's, like, if you're educated about these things, like, from a younger age where you can acknowledge the reality of you know the the differences in self-identification then it will lead to a much more like universally accepting society and that's something that i think that i hope will be mandated um you know in schools in like the next decade i'm hoping um Wow, but, that is strong. I'm so sorry. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Holy I my fuck. my drink's pretty strong too, actually. A little unbearable. <clears throat> well, I'm actually glad you got the diet because, like, I'm saying, yeah, you if, need a lot of it. If you got <laughs> more, sh- if there was more sugar than like, I feel like it would be 
I would be a lot more, like, lit than I am now. Right. Um, yeah. And we have to keep it at bay a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking, like, so, like, do you, as someone who's not, who identifies as non-binary. Right. Does, like, do you still, like, get a lot of uncomfortability, like, when you see, like, do you, like, when there's, like, that erasure of non-binary identities, like, on, like, job applications or, like, things where it's, like, yeah. are you a male or a female? Like, yeah. what, like, how does that affect you that, like, you know, a lot of that still is very, you know, present that, like, there's still, like, you know, in these, like, Absolutely. positions and stuff, it's still not being recognized. No. Um, yeah, I do. Because I have gender dysphoria with um, my body and then what's expected of me because I have a vagina, which is like really weird, but it's true. And this has been prevalent since I've been very young. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that like, oh, if you were born this sex, you automatically want a penis because you feel like that's not how that works. Um, I think the problem comes in because in society we associate and we expect so many things upon literally what's between your legs, which is really weird. I think people it's, care so much about that for some It's like, it's yeah. honestly that in and of itself is uncomfortable. Like that is really weird. Um, and I could name multiple instances. It's you're still looked at as disgusting or not worthy enough if you have a vagina. If you look like a woman, but you have hair on your body. Like, yeah. just in and of itself, such a small thing that's naturally occurring, that's disgusting. You're automatically, you're not sexy, you're not this and that. Like, um, and, you know, it goes into even more in-depth topics. But that's just a surface thing. And even if people don't want to think they think like that, I think the majority of people still do. Um, and so for me, it's like when I have to put down, you know, they pull out my license and it says female and people are constantly saying she and her and I don't expect people to know. I never have. I understand that. Um, but to be so segregated into these two categories, I think is really damaging to the human psyche, especially as a child. Um, I want to be recognized as a human being first and foremost and look at what I value and what I talk about and what I feel and what I do with my art before looking at me as, oh, a female. Um, because even in instances like a job, um, you're looked at initially right off the bat how you look and that you are female so you are only applicable to these positions and oh well if you're gonna be around male co-workers well then they're gonna either treat you really nice because they think you're attractive or they think that they can possibly get with you um or you're treated as shit because you are a female um it, it just is how it is it, yeah. and it still is is prevalent um regardless of how you feel or how you think that's how people treat you and it's that way predominantly across the world still and you're when you're raised with that type of thinking it sticks with you even as someone being non-binary you almost feel that way because you know how other people think um and it just it fucking sucks like i i don't know how else to put it um i just wish we could have human yeah you know i i really do um because it really i think it takes a lot away from a person's character when 
but you know you have your height and your weight and your eye color and your race and then you have your sex or what used to be written as gender and they've since changed it in the last few decades um, still not in some places but for the most part on like government documents mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot away initially it, it like it reduces you to such a small minute set of characteristics which don't have any reflection on your character yeah. if someone is african-american or someone is chinese or if somebody is indian does that like people automatically will have their assumptions and their preconceived notions yeah. whether or not you want to think you do you do and that immediately takes away from who somebody is and yeah. someone's ability and their I, individuality yeah and it's it's damaging but yeah. like you can only work through it i mean you can't reverse people's right and stereotypes are everywhere and like people will like like I mean, and people make jokes about them, like, all the time, like, stereotypes right. and stuff like that. Like, it's still very prevalent and, like, um, for example, like, you know, I'll say one that is, you know, I, I know it's very prevalent around, especially, like, the Milwaukee area. Right. Um, a lot of people stereotype to think that, like, you know, like, people from small Wisconsin towns are all, like, you know, yeah. just a bunch of ignorant white people. Of course. And it's, like, you know, like, sure, like, you know, I, I have no doubt that there are plenty of ignorant people that are in our state. There's ignorant people in every state, like, like yeah. you know, but... Wisconsin has a specialized handful. <laughs> and I think this is one thing I want to interject, not to cut you off. But you know how I am, and I've, I've said this before to people that I've, I've had deep conversations with, I think one way of dealing with hard topics is to be able to joke about things. Obviously, oh, within course, reason, yeah. you're not just going to be, you know, like, for example, I'm white, and so I wouldn't be like, well, if I'm white, I'm obviously a piece of fucking shit, I don't understand minorities, and I, you know, this and that. That's why we have Twitter accounts for things like... <laughs> things white folks like. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, and it's okay, right, but yeah. I, I think we're in such, um, this is the conversation yeah. we had last night, again, gold, but I'm saying, like, yeah. it, it is, it's dangerous, um, I think when it's hateful and it makes people feel bad, but at the same time, you cannot be so on edge about every little thing that if somebody, like, people, I hear everything about being non-binary, about looking the way that I do and this and that, and I can't be so 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 hurt and so brought down by everything that people say about me because if I am that'll completely destroy me I mean you have to have some balance within yourself and that does go into the mm -hmm. topic again a sensitive topic is about the topic of people being sensitive mm -hmm. we have to talk about that there yeah. there is to a degree in which people are too sensitive that is a reality yeah and and I think that humor is a very constructive outlet to, yeah. to channel that because like I love to be sarcastic and be yeah. very satirical and what I talk about and make fun of myself. That's a way for me to not only express my authenticity, but to deal with issues and kind of educate people. And I think that's a great way to go about it. Yeah, it rubs some people the wrong way, but at the end of the day, if you want to get to know me, like you'll, you'll understand. Oh yeah, about, of so. course. Like, you know, ridiculing your, yourself is, it's a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> um, it is. It really is. Yeah. Like I'm doing that, but I'm just doing the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, you know, being, uh, like, everything that, like, you know, I know that I'm insecure about, I'm going to see when I watch this and edit it 
but yeah. I'm still going to be like, it's fuck, well, this is like, this is what people are going to see. And it's like, I got, I better, might as well embrace it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. You are getting a very interesting outlook on yourself when you're having to review this footage, which can be really hard for some people. And I know even for me, I'll probably watch this back and be like, I wish I would have said that, or I wish I would have held myself differently or turned to a certain angle or whatever, but you have to, at some point, be able to let some of that go because you can't be perfect all the time. Yeah. And it's, it's hard not to be. Right. We're most critical of ourselves. But that also inspires you to always know that you're capable of doing better. You know, that, that like, you can still... There's still room for improvement. There's still something that you can identify as, like, you know, I may have done this wrong, but I can do something better next time. Or I can, like, or I can, uh, you know, use this newfound insight to, like, present this this different viewpoint next time. And that is part of growth you know that's how that's part of how we develop as human beings and and like i you know and i i think that like i enjoy the the satisfaction that comes from like humor based on like you know yourself and your identity because it's like you know this shows that like i'm comfortable and that like this is who i am and like you know, and I've accepted it because it's like if somebody still struggles with like so much, like if someone outwardly is like, you know, externalizing like a lot of frustration and anger on like other people for like not understanding, you know, their oppression, then, you know, it's like that, that says a lot about that there's, they have a lot of internalized baggage that they still you know, have to, that they still need time to, you know, compartmentalize and everything. Definitely. Um, And that's another topic we talked about last night, and I think... So much happened last night, I wish you were all there. It was really good, it was (laughs) a great conversation. Yeah, 3am. Those bar clothes and, like, post-bar clothes talks are the best, they really are. And I I say that jokingly, and I say that very seriously, too, they are. Um, I think that... And it goes into the other touchy subject of social justice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dive into that. Social justice. Um, Can I say my bit really quick about please that? Do. Just yeah. like a quick little thing. Go ahead. Otherwise, it'll leave my my yeah, department. Go ahead. Um, when you know when you are a minority group, which everyone is in their own way, shape, or form. Everyone is. That's the reality yeah, of it. Of everyone has their own experiences. In some way. Yeah. It's important that we have conversations with people and that for example with me if somebody I don't like using the word misgender because I don't expect people to come up to me and be like well are you a they or them I just want to make sure I don't expect that from people at all I I think which I started doing sorry to cut you off but which is great but I started checking the Facebook profiles that yeah well it's like usually that's a great indicator of like you know, how someone identifies, Definitely. like just seeing someone's profile and you right. do that with your Instagram Yeah. and you know, it's like, that's doing a, that's great. I'm going to plug myself here. Please do. Salem, Frank and Indy. Salem, Frank and Indy. S-A-L-E-M-F-R-A-N-K-E-N. 
I-N-D-I-E. It's my main platform. I've gotten rid of Facebook. I still use Snapchat a little bit, but um, Instagram is my main platform. I felt a lot better since deleting Facebook. Or, I mean, I've had it deactivated, but I will delete it. Um, I've just been a lot more wholesome, healthy without it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, it, it, is at, um, it is at the top of my profile, and a lot of people don't read that, and they, you know, I still get the all like, oh, hey, girl, blah, blah, blah. And like, while that makes me extremely uncomfortable, even more so than she and her, I don't hate you because of it. I don't think badly of you, and I don't at all expect you to, I, I'm not that self-absorbed where I expect somebody to look at my profile and be like, oh, well, I fucked up, I should, you know, correct myself. I don't think that. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, I feel like it's a very narcissistic way to think. It's different if someone knows it and they deliberately misgender me. Yeah. That's, that's a different thing. That's a whole different topic. Right. But I think you need to have the conversation with people. And when you are a minority, specifically with sexuality and identity, you have to anticipate that you need to have the conversation with people. You're going to have to. Um, you cannot just expect people to just know and understand. You just can't. We're just not in that world. We're working through that right now, but it, that yeah. just isn't how it is. Um, and one day, that will be a lot easier to do for many people. Yeah. One day, this will be something that's universally acknowledged right. that will be, you know, it'll be a, it'll be federally recognized. It will be... Hopefully. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> but it'll also be something that just not is... Not this administration, but... Right, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. But it's also just something that will be, like, a lot easier to just be, like, something done in passing, where it's like... Of course. Oh, like, oh, you're they them there? Like, oh, my bad, okay, sure. Right, right. And you just move on. Or, like, oh, mm -hmm. I did this wrong, my bad, I didn't know. Of course. And, and it's like, I think that, like, and it's like me, like, personally, like, I, like... I always, like, it's, like, I still feel so bad. It's, like, if I, like, you know, accidentally, like, use the wrong pronoun to somebody that, like, identifies as something different than, you know, their, the sex that they were assigned. Right. I, I still feel, like, terrible, like, internally, but it's, like, you know. I don't think you should. But, well, that's the thing is, like, it's, you know... It's just something that I, I think that you brought a lot of light to this. That it's and I'm saying this as a non-binary person. Like, I want to be able to confront those issues and the, and the perhaps shitty way in which people think, but as somebody that can talk about it and has that quote-unquote right to talk about well, it. Well, right. Well, it's like, you know, I still like, it's like my, I want my friends and people that, you know, I'm surrounded with to feel as comfortable as possible around me. And that's, like, right. you know, it's, like, that initial thing is, like, shit, like, I fucked up, like, I gotta do this better. But, you know, I think the more overarching issue are the people that are aware of it, but still just don't acknowledge it. Or yeah. just don't, you know, adjust their behavior. Because it's, like... If you feel bad about something, like, that, where you feel like you might have wronged somebody, you know, that, that shows empathy. That shows, like... Absolutely. That shows that, you know, you genuinely, like, you know, care about someone else and how right. they feel and that, like, you know, you don't want... Like, you want to have that, like, comfortability that someone has with you and, like, you have with them. Yes. 
But and you hit the nail on the head there with um, the concept of empathy. Um, that's a big issue yeah. nowadays. Because it's like if somebody like is like really like the only minority that you know I can think of right now that I identify with is just you know I'm Jewish. Right. Is that you know if somebody like you know I'm trying to think like if somebody says something like you know how like Jews like control like have a lot of money control like the media then like it's like I'm like I'm not somebody to get like terribly offended by something like that right. because it's like you know it's a very like Jewish jokes are like you know like I I was like brought up and like like thought of them as funny and that like I'm used to them but yeah but it's also like you know it's old just to so you, though. yeah right. But it's also like just so you know, like you know, like you know, I'm Jewish, and you know, it's like be careful about you know. It's like it's more of like I would rather just bring awareness to that, like you know. It's one thing if you're like just joking about it, and you know me personally, but exactly. But like. If you're doing it and don't realize that, then I'd be more uncomfortable because I don't know what your motives are. Right, and 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 then if if somebody doesn't owe you, it makes you question what makes it okay for you to say things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that, and I agree. I completely understand that and can relate to that on a on a separate level. I'm obviously not Jewish, um, but I've been. Yeah, hey, bring you to Shabbat sometime. I would be totally down for that. I, I think it's really interesting to be able to learn about different cultures and stuff. And I've been around a lot of different um, Jewish people, and um, I've never, I've never had an issue with anybody. I, I think it's it's very beneficial for somebody to be able to be in someone else's culture for for a, a moment. You know, for example, if someone's Native American, go to an actual powwow, experience yeah. what that's actually like versus. You know, it, even in elementary school for me, they would call powwows, and I never thought anything of it. Yeah. And now looking back, um, Cleveland Indians. Weird. Weird. Cleveland Indians or the the Redskins. Yeah. Like, it's not it's San like, Francisco. I should know that. I do like football, but nothing else. But it's like, like those are team names still, and it's like yeah. those are like those are deliberately like mis of misrepresentations course. of a culture. Right. And. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's, it's wild, I mean, like, you still see that, like, I even remember Three Stooges episodes that, like, you know, were, like, super racist that I watched when I was, like, a kid. Yeah, old cartoons. Oh, yeah, There's old, old shit like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I think, and, and too, you have to realize, it's a lot of those people were not, and I, I, I'm gonna say this because I do think that it's important to see both sides. People, a lot of people that do say very bad things, not all of them, but I think a lot, it, it's not a matter of that they're inherently bad people and they want to offend people. And this goes for non-binary, for gay people, for people um, that fall into other minority groups such as African American or even women. Um, it, a lot of people aren't necessarily bad people, it's that they're just not aware and that doesn't excuse them, but you have to be aware. At what point in history were they saying these things yeah. and what was being taught? And I think it's very um, beneficial for us to be aware of those types of things, you know, rather than to, to jump down someone's throat and be like, well, you're a piece of shit, and you're obviously a hateful person. Some people just genuinely are not aware. Yeah. And, and in a small instance, 
people that come from what you were bringing up earlier, small Midwestern towns, and they come to, for example, UWM. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of instances of this. They say things that are out of line or that wouldn't be okay necessarily in this area of the state. But they learn very quickly. And it's not that they're mm -hmm. necessarily bad people, but they just were not around that. The types of people, their parents, their community, um, didn't recognize those things. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, totally. I know a lot of people like that. And, yeah, it is offensive when you are a part of, like, a minority group. I mean, I've had a lot of really hateful, horrible things said to me and things that continue to be said. But I try to at least see where they're coming from and why they would say those things, why they would think those things, yeah. you know? For sure. No, 100%. Um, as we wrap up, um, so how, so you like kind of like as your sort of, um, how you like to identify spiritually, like you use the term swamp elf. Um, where does, <laughs> so you, you like, I, I'm interested in just kind of how, uh, that like you, decided on that one so obviously swamp and elf um, specifically with swamps is very much associated with um, greenery obviously like natural swamps are a whole you know um, ecological system of just various plants and bacteria mm -hmm. and everything um, shout out louisiana <laughs> a lot of swamps, like Florida, they have a yeah, lot of swamps and weird Shout things. Shout out the Everglades. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, I think, so I, I love fantasy. I don't like reading fantasy, but I like drawing fantasy. Um, I love fantasy-based characters and the aesthetic associated with it and um, myths associated with that type of stuff. I think it's absolutely fascinating and I just think it's just great. I just love it. I just love the whole concept. Um, and I, I think with elves, I most identify with because they tend to be um, very, especially in games, if you think of Skyrim, for example. Um, yeah, it, it, they're very, um, I mean, video games, obviously. Legend they, of Zelda as well. Yeah, they, they and in video games, obviously, because it predominantly still applies to a male audience, you know, they try to make very specific um differentiations and like if it's you know a female it's like very exaggerated the figure and all of that but still I guess historically elves in books are very um androgynous and they're just very they're more human based rather than separating them as male and female um you know what I'm saying in mm -hmm. in old like lore and like um folklore and blah 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 um they're just very like androgynous like little like running around like creatures and I just think that that's great and it's a bigger reflection on all of um, humanity and how we should like view people I just I just think it's great and um, I love the ears I, I just I've always loved like pointed ears and just the face and people um, when I was younger would always tell me um, you kind of look like an elf not in a bad way but just like your facial structure and you look very almost like dramatized like something from like folklore and I took that as a compliment I, I yeah. think that's great sure. and um I love plants and I love um nature like a lot um I really enjoy being around water sources I mean being a Pisces I mean I guess it has something to do with it but I do I genuinely like I can sit by the water for hours and I yeah. pull a lot of my inspiration in my art um from that and just plants and greenery and I think it speaks to an over arching concept of appreciating the environment and plants and appreciating all creatures animals and um 
plants and just everything living I think is so beautiful and I think in our daily lives we bypass that a lot. And there's so much interesting shit that can be found in such little things in life and I think that's just amazing. Um, obviously I'm vegan and I animals are a big part of my life and I think that all ties in. I mean I genuinely, I've, I've found so many good life lessons and mm -hmm. the way that I've been raised and the way that I've come out to be is a lot been due to animals, yeah. honestly, and just, just creatures. And we're so willingly ready to just acknowledge humans. And not even at that, which is really sad, but what about like the smaller things in life that help our like world go around? Like animals and plants and just everything and water and I don't know. I just think more attention needs to be brought to that and I think it's just beautiful. So. That's where that comes from. All right. Yeah. As we close out. All right, Salem. What keeps you up at night? My own brain. <laughs> Thinking about emotional issues and how I affect other people and shit. I don't know. That sounds so bad, but it's true. It's very true. Hey, I can relate. What I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. <laughs> that keeps me up. That too. Valid as well. Uh, what puts you to sleep? CBD. <laughs> hey shout out cbd yeah i still need to try it myself i've been yeah. like meaning to get around to it but like i just haven't you know just brought myself there and been like yeah. you know i'm gonna try this but or overworking myself yeah in a bad way yes yeah for sure yeah. well thank you so much for being thank on the show. you I, I had a genuinely really good conversation i'm glad no yeah. this was wonderful to talk to you and like yeah. sit down and talk about things that you know affect many of us and um had a genuinely really good time so wonderful. thank you yeah and man that vodka yeah it's something <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for watching mr nice guy once again and uh for salem and i we'll see you next time